Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile technology, this is your reality. At Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons leveraging leading-edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at ficta.com. At Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my step. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night This is the Code of Conduct of the King Podcast I am your host, Jason Spencer King And it has been a couple of weeks since I've been able to kick it with you guys So I'm back and better than ever Now I sound like Mike and Mike from back in the day But I am back and I am, you know, uh, still processing (laughs) I'm still processing the the loss that the Buffalo Bills suffered to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs a couple weeks ago, um, and then now to see the Chiefs go on and beat the number one seed Baltimore Ravens, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth because, you know, on every account, at least in my opinion, the Buffalo Bills had a better game plan for the Chiefs. They played better against the Chiefs. And actually, I think the way the game was called for the most part I think the Buffalo Bills should have won the game. You talk about some big drops, not just the, the main one that everyone has been talking about from Steph, but there's there were some big drops and key moments where guys just didn't show up for Josh. And I feel like this is this is becoming a consistent storyline in the postseason for the Buffalo Bills when we're there 
Josh Allen goes and he turns into postseason Josh or Superman Josh and he does all this stuff. He has no interceptions. You know, he has 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, one on the ground and all like he he just has these amazing games. And in the biggest moments where he needs his guys to show up, they don't. And then the defensive line all season we've been so happy about how Ed Oliver has outplayed his contract. He's outplayed his contract for the season and we've been so happy about it but the, when you show up in the biggest moment of the year being the playoffs at home against the defending Super Bowl champions Ed Oliver's not there. We don't get the the same push uh from the defensive line that we've been seeing, you know, even even when we lost Daquan Jones, um getting him back for this game the line just didn't do what we expected. There was some Von Miller positivity in there. He made some plays, um, but it just, it just all in all, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So it's uh it's still, like I said, it's heartbreaking. It's something that I'm still trying to process personally, just as a, as a fan, you get, you, cause you get to that point where you almost get numb from the heartbreak. So I'm not like, I'm not down. I haven't been, I know some people really, uh, it ruins their weeks and, you know, my heart goes out to all of you that's that invested, but it 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 numbs when you go through this every year now. I can only imagine. I was I was a young I was I was a young child in the nineties when the Bills um I was born in eighty six. So, you know, when the Bills were going, you know, I'm like five, six, seven, you know, I'm a kid. So my investment was more so it was it was in my parents, in my in my uncle's investment. I cannot imagine the heartbreak of four years in a row at the Super Bowl and losing because I'm tired of losing to Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round. I'm tired of, you know, so I couldn't even imagine getting past the AFC championship to make it to the Super Bowl. And this happens again, 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 and again. But I'm still confident. And th- and this is why I'm saying it kind of numbs it because there's part of me that's like, I get it. I get it. We're in a part of history right now when you have a quarterback in the NFL, similarly to two decades ago when Tom Brady was at the height of his career and he dominated for two decades, six championships out of it. It kind of looks like now the future has to be the future. We don't know. Games have to be played. Seasons have to be played. But the trajectory that he's on, if the Chiefs can somehow figure out how to replace Travis Kelsey when his time is up, and if the Chiefs can somehow figure out how to get, and they can, there's there's receivers in the draft every year now. And I mean, good receivers. You got guys coming out the league as round one picks, making round two picks, three and four. You got guys deep in the draft making real like just a major difference in these games and if Patrick Mahomes was able to get a guy that was more consistent than what they've had this season we probably wouldn't even have been as you know like the way the season has gone for the Chiefs that offense has has not been the strength of the team and and when you're used to seeing Patrick Mahomes over the years that we've seen him it's been the offense and then the defense just had to make plays here or there and and they they did their thing but this year the defense was the strength of the team so what I'm saying is going forward, yes, maintain that defense. But if the Chiefs figure out how to replace that Travis Kelsey um, production when he decides to hang him up, and then if they can get him a couple receivers like they had, and it doesn't have to be Tariq Hill level of talent. 
They just need last year with Juju Smith-Schuster, you saw a huge difference in what the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs looked like versus this year. And what bothers me about that is that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the rest of that team, they just figure out how to win. They win in a very ugly manner, but they win and then they get to the playoffs and then they win. I was so confident as a Bills fan going into that game that we would beat the Chiefs and not just out of out of the emotional aspect of it, of being a Bills fan. This year, I really felt like the defenses, OK, you were basically neck and neck. I felt like the defenses going into this game, it was a wash. We, we equaled each other out. I felt like offensively, the Buffalo Bills had the better offense and the better offensive game plan. That's not saying that I think Joe Brady was better or is better at calling an offensive game plan than Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a genius. I think with the team that Andy Reid had, he called a game that obviously helped him win the game, but they executed and the Bills didn't. I'm not even going to get on the discussion. I know the, the night of the game, I was very upset. I was very upset about Sean McDermott. And A, the the decision to start Sam Martin in spite of a pulled hamstring. Now, some people got mad at me for, for saying that that's a boneheaded decision. Let me tell you why it's a boneheaded decision. When you're going up against a team like the Chiefs, who I just mentioned has a defense, that sets them apart this year. They're a good defense. This isn't, you're not playing against the Panthers. You're not playing against um, the Browns. Well, not the Browns, I meant the Bears. You're not playing against these teams this year that haven't shown up defensively. The Browns are an, an elite defensive team. I did not mean the Browns, I meant the Bears. But when you're playing against teams like the Chiefs who have good defenses, there are going to be times that you aren't successful. You're not going to go like they did against the Patriots a couple years ago in the playoffs. You're not going to score on every drive. It's not going to be a no-punt game against the Chiefs. And when you recognize you're playing against a defense as good as the Chiefs are, I think you have to understand how important every phase of the game, and Sean McDermott does. I'm not saying this like he's dumb. Sean McDermott is a very good coach. He's a very good coach. It's just that he hasn't been able to win the last game of the year and he's made bad decisions almost seemingly every year in the last game of the year. 13 seconds. We, you know, we could, we could talk about how the defense overall, I know Jordan got injured last year against the, the Bengals, but defensively, we just let the Bengals run all over us. For a top defensive head coach, that shouldn't happen. But this game, I'm telling you, that Sam Martin – being active was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. And you signed another guy during the week. Now, I get it. Not everybody like Matt Hack. I, you know, whatever. Would he been a better option this weekend or last weekend than Sam Martin? Like, I don't even think you understand how much of a big deal it is that when you are stopped on your 25-yard line and you have to punt the ball away and you can't get back to your 50. You can't make it to the other team's 45 from your 25-yard line. And when you're doing that and you allow Patrick Mahomes to get the ball back at the 50, you, get the, you, you give Patrick Mahomes a short field. 
It doesn't matter if the offense doesn't play well consistently all season because in one drive, in one game, Patrick Mahomes can make a throw like we just saw against Baltimore to Marquez Valdez-Scantling that ended the game. We got to... I just don't understand the decision-making. And then, because of Sam Martin being active and seeing that he couldn't punt the ball, okay, so let's get fancy with it. Let's do a fake a fake punt to DeMar Hamlin. Hmm. I'm moving on. See, this was... I didn't get to talk to you guys last week. I didn't get to talk to you guys. So, so this is my... This is my moment to kind of vent. I'm done. I'm done. Let's move on. We're moving forward. It is the Super Bowl. Las Vegas next week is going down. First, let's hear from our sponsor. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. All right, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Look, this is what's happening. Everybody knows what the Super Bowl is. We got a rematch that nobody wants. 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Aside from that, I know that's really the headline, so I can't say aside from that. But if you're a Bills fan and you're going to be in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, this is something I need to make sure you are aware of. Okay, Stevie Johnson, Buffalo Rumblings, and a bunch of other great companies. We're getting together. We're doing something great. It's invite only. It's not invite only, but it's private event. So when you register, you'll get the address and all that stuff. I will post the information in in the um in the description here for the pod, and I'll even go on and tweet it out so that way everybody has the link and everybody's able to get there. Listen, this is what you do: you go, you sign up, you make a donation. It doesn't have to be big; it's not an entry fee. What we're trying to do is raise some money for some good causes for some charities. We are trying to do some good things for some young athletes to help them with scholarships and to help them spend. Or, or get into school, I should say. So that's the first part. You do that. But the entrance is fee is free if you are a listener of any podcast on Buffalo Rumblings. So all you have to do when you get there is let them know to rock with Buffalo Rumblings. And it's going down. It's going to be a great time. We're going to be live. There's going to be a couple other things live. There's going to be a great networking opportunity. Everything about this is going to be dope. So get out to Las Vegas. I'll post that link. Make sure you go on there and make sure you you let us know that you're going to be there. I can't wait to see everybody and enjoy Las Vegas. Every, you already know what happens in Vegas. Not only does it stay in Vegas, but it's the best. In, if you haven't been to Vegas, you just won't get it. You just won't get it. I'm hoping my man Dan Freddie is going to be out there. Probably not because it's not the Bills, but I know Dan loves. I think Dan loves 
Vegas a little bit more than he loves the Bills. And I know some people might say that's a stretch. I don't know. Dan loves the Bills. I know he loves the Bills. He's a fanatic. On one thing, he said, uh, you know, after his wife and children, the Bills are next. I don't I don't believe him. I think if he could go and and, and gamble that blackjack. Yo, first of all, Dan Freddy is like that when it comes to blackjack. If I just, I don't know. I'm going to ask him. I don't believe him. I think Dan Freddy is is a little bit more in love with, with blackjack and, and Vegas than he is with the Bills. He will... He will go to Vegas and, and leave out a couple million richer. <laughs> I need to practice with him. I need some, I need some uh some need some skills on the table. I, I I don't gamble at all, but I love Vegas for other reasons, man. It's so much fun. All the parties, all the um, especially things like this. When I went last time to Vegas, it was actually for the draft, uh, when the NFL draft was out there, when Ice Cube performed and uh they had a bunch of stuff going on. So I'm gonna tell you with the NFL, you know, I know it's football and I know people sometimes um look at how much money they make and they look at how much of a business it is you don't understand it until you go to something like this and if you get the opportunity to go even if it's not to the game but you just get to go and be around the festivities for a few days listen i encourage everybody to try and go if you can i would love to see you like i said so uh, link up with us for the stevie johnson and uh the the buffalo rumblings and everybody other collaboration that we're going to be doing is going to be a great time might have to try to get my man stevie on here next week to talk about it before and then that way everybody could be more informed but it's going to be a great time now let's talk about the game let's talk about the game um the 49ers all year. Now, this is one, and it's not, I don't think it's impressive because I, I think if you watch football and you know football, you can look at the San Francisco 49ers, and it's pretty clear to, to me, top to bottom, that they have the best team in the league. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation about Brock Purdy. Is he a game manager? Is he not? Is he elite? Is he not? To me, I think it doesn't matter what he is. He's winning games and he's not losing them for them. And when you have the talent around him that you do, and Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Knight, like the, the team that he has around him on offense, and then you flip it and you and you also have a dominant, just powerful defense, it makes it hard to lose games as long as you don't throw them away. And they protect him well, and they're doing a good job, and they're efficient. And when And then when he's not playing well, guess what? You got Christian McCaffrey that you can just – you could just go ahead and give give the best running back in the NFL the ball when when teams are shutting down your passing attack. <laughs> you know, like just go ahead and do that when teams are they don't need a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen level quarterback for that offense. Kyle Shanahan, I know some people feel like he may get too much credit. He doesn't. I just want you to know, I, personally, for me, I, and and I, there might be you know two or three people that you might throw into the conversation to to debate this, Andy Reid being one of them. But I think Kyle Shanahan is the best offensive mind in football, and I don't think it's particularly close. Some might disagree. I've said before that um, the best GM in football and the best front office in football was out there in San Francisco. Shout out to my guy Greg from Cover One. He beat me up about it. He said, you know, you're giving this to them. And guess what? They made it back to the Super Bowl again. And the Bills haven't. Everybody wants to jump on Brandon Bean and say that Brandon Bean is the best. And I love Brandon Bean too. But guess what? Something is missing. Our wide receiver two position has been inconsistent. Defensive line, we we invest money in it and then it doesn't show at times. Linebacker position is decimated by injuries all year. That's not his fault. It's not his fault. 
but linebacker safety position last year was decimated this year cornerback position trey went down again and it, you, you gotta you know now he did a great job going to get russell and he did a great job with the things but what i'm saying is when you overall top to bottom look at it if you look at the 49ers they have the best roster so i'm just gonna put this out there i'm at the point when it comes to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, I'm at the point where I'm no longer going to overly support based on their past results. It's crazy, right? Well, Spence, they've been the most consistent. They've been one of the most winningest teams since they've got to buck. You're right. And that is something that has now shifted and changed the way that I view, or now it changed my expectations. Because at one point, my expectations for all of this, we were excited to make the playoffs, right? Then you were excited for home playoff games. Then you were excited to make the AFC championship. Guess what? We're regressing. We made the AFC championship a few years ago. Not last year, not the year before. We made the AFC Championship game a few years ago, and now the Bengals have been to the Super Bowl since. Like, this is, you've had Lamar Jackson now in the AFC Championship. You've had, like, I just, I just, at some point, at some point, we got to get over the hump. And this might be one of the takes that everybody says, well, Spence, you tripping on this one. That's fine. I said earlier in the season that I was at the point where I'm saying the Buffalo Bills need to look for their Steve Kerr. And I mean that. So folks ain't got to agree with me this time, but I'm just at the point where I'm ready for a championship. I'm ready for a Super Bowl. I'm tired of seeing all of my friends. I got so many 49er friends. My guy, Jason Aponte. Homegirl, Gina. Like, I'm tired of seeing them celebrate. My people down in Kansas City, you even get to see the the Chiefs Wolf or whatever, the, the, the idiot that robbed the bank. He's winning money while in prison. Like, you, you see all of this stuff, and you see people around you get to celebrate these things. And the thing that we get to talk about all year, the thing that we've taken pleasure in now is because we've been dominating the Miami Dolphins, and that's our rival, and we should talk crap. But at this point, man, I'm t- I don't care. I care about the division, but I'm tired of talking about the Dolphins. I'm tired of the, the Patriots and the Jets. Like, okay, that's our division. We got to try and go out and get six wins every year. Four and two, five and one. Let's win a division every year. I'm with you. But at, at, at what point, at what point, Josh says it after the game. He got the hat and, they, and he said, well, I'm looking for something bigger. This This isn't. You know, we've been here before. Okay. I know what the team, the team is saying. It, and, and I know I'm, I'm again, I, this is me just venting. I haven't even really talked about the game. I haven't talked about it at all. Not even the people that I love that I'm around, you know, I, I, I just haven't. I just kind of unplugged completely from it. And I just haven't even really dealt. It's, it's just, it's very disappointing when, when you recognize going into that situation that we could have beat the Chiefs. And then you look at that. You look at that Ravens team and you recognize we could have destroyed those Ravens too. 
Sean McDermott has always coached well against Lamar Jackson, and I don't think it would have changed right now. But it is what it is, man. Listen, I'm going to get on out of here. I just wanted to stop and have a quick little vent session and also just catch up. I do want to thank everybody for the birthday love. My birthday was this past Sunday. Had a great time um, interacting with everybody online and everybody who's uh, reached out, sent me DMs or uh, calls and text messages and uh, just all the love that I received. I appreciate it. It's it's really been um, probably one of the most difficult years last year for me. And things are getting better and things are uh, feeling a lot better just on a day to day basis. But I feel I feel comfortable uh, with my community, with Buffalo. And I, I'm grateful that I can be open and transparent with you guys about things like anxiety and depression and uh, mental health uh, issues. And so I'm grateful that that you guys have kind of had my back throughout this time. And I just want to let everybody know, man, I love y'all. And uh, we're going to keep on pushing. We're going to keep this thing moving. And with that being the case, y'all know how we do it over here at Buffalo Rumless. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. As always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Code of conduct. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.